In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today is, is, a, is a day that is actually many things. It is the first Sunday after Christmas. We're still in the Christmas season. It is the day when eight, and this is a this is a annual celebration of the church that sometimes gets overlooked, but it is the day eight days after Jesus was born when his parents did what the angels told him and they gave him the name Jesus. They named him at his circumcision and naming ceremony and they named him Jesus because the name Jesus means God saves or God is the savior. And the angel told Joseph, name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So that's also, we celebrate the proclamation of the gospel in the name of Jesus today. That every time you, are, you say the name Jesus, you're, you're saying, you're taking hold of those promises of God that God saves his people from their sins. And also today, of course, uh, today is New Year's Day. And uh, that's probably how most of the day will be spent for most of us, not thinking about the name of Jesus, but thinking about, I don't know, what's coming this year or how great last night was or whether you slept a lot or stayed up late or whether the kids stayed up late while you tried to sleep or whatever, it, you know, that's what this day will basically be remembered as, is New Year's Day. So what about, what about New Year's resolutions? What should be our goal for this year? Apparently, people give, are giving up on New Year's resolutions. It's kind of a trend to not make New Year's resolutions. And that's fine. I mean, you know, because most of us won't keep them very well. But just let me, let me just pitch this to you once and just see if, see if this fits, okay? There's this, there's, this, there's this ancient little poem and in the original language, it's much more poetic than what I'm going to give to you. But it's a couple lines long, and it goes like this. It says, and this is Christianity. This is, not, this is a Christian piece of wisdom. It says, if you die before you die, then you won't die when you die. So maybe not dying when you die should be a good goal for us to kind of gather our life around. If you die before you die, that means if in baptism you have died and been buried with Christ, if the life that you live now is the life of Christ living in you, if you live by the promises of God and not by the promises of the world, and by living by the, promises of the, by the promises of Christ, if you die, that is, to the promises of the world, and if you die to those promises before you actually die, then when you actually die, you won't die. Instead, you will live forever. If you die before you die, then you won't die when you die. And this is not, this is not just like some, some cuteness. I mean, this is actually, this is actually what the man in the gospel reading today, this is what he actually lived. Because he was told, listen, Simeon, you will not die until you see the Lord's Christ. Until the promised Messiah 
comes to his people and until you see him in the flesh you will not die and that from that moment on when he was told that when that promise was made to him that promise in christ of salvation in christ defined his whole life no longer did the promises of the world hold any power over him no longer did anything that the, that the world or his own flesh desired impress him in the way that it had before. He had died to all of those things because now his life had a single goal. His single goal was the goal that God had promised him that you will see in the flesh the Lord coming to save his people. And that's exactly what happened. When he saw the baby Jesus, he realized that his life's purpose had been completed and that God had not shortchanged him on anything, but had done for him exactly as he promised. So now he says, now I can go in peace. No, notice he doesn't say, now I, can, now I can die in peace. He says, now I can go. I can go now to the peace that God has promised to me. Having died to the world before he died, when it came time for him to die, he had only the promise of life laid out in front of him. He, it's not just that he died to the world, it's that he lived on the promise of God. Every day when he woke up, he knew that morning when he woke up, today could be the day when God will fulfill his promise to me. Today could be the day that I see the coming Savior. And one day that happened. That was that promise, that promise of the life of the world to come, which is also promised to you and me, came to him in that baby on that day when that baby came into Jerusalem. Now, we might, and it might seem like saying all this, if you die before you die and you die to the, that might seem like, okay, so what does that make our daily life then? That could mean, and some people take it to mean, that it means that, you know, our daily life is just sort of this, you know, dreary, waiting for something that we don't, it's like a long, it's like you're on vacation and you're a kid in the back seat of the car. Hmm? And your whole life is, this is boring, I hate this, are we there yet? Okay? Okay? That's not, however, what this means. Simeon's life, when he received the promise, someday you will die, but before you die, you will see eternal life come into the world. Dying before he died did not make his days long and dreary and pointless and meaningless. I would guess that, that, act, that, that the promise that filled his life made his days all that much more beautiful and interesting and meaningful. Because it does not mean that we reject the whole world and we just push it and they say this life is pointless and meaningless and we do nothing and it just we're just waiting to die so that we can you know go to heaven or whatever that's not the way that worked i want to in the old testament reading there's this this is kind of a famous passage from isaiah 11 
It says, and this is talking about the kingdom of Christ, the coming kingdom that we are experiencing now, but we will experience more fully in the world to come. And at the, it says, the wolf shall lie down with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the young goat, the calf and the lion and the fatted calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young lion shall lie down together, and the, their young shall lie down together. The cow and the bear, their babies play together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child, the little kid who just is just learning to walk, his parents will let him go and play with the cobra. Say, look, there's the cobra. Go play with it. Go stick your hand in, in, the, in the snake's hole and see what happens. And it will be, and this is, and, and it says, the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as waters cover the sea. See, what this is saying is it say, the, the, the promise of the life that is to come, the promise that we're hoping for, that we're clinging to, that defines our days today, that promise is not, it is not, the life that is to come is not a life that is against creation now. It's not against life now. It's not a no and a negation of everything that is now. It's not a negation of our humanity. It's not a negation or a no to human health and flourishing and, and relationships and well-being. It's not a no to any of those things. It is rather that we are saying we are hoping for what in the picture that is presented here is not a no to all of these things, but it is a fulfillment of all of these things. That these things will actually become what they are supposed to be. The promise of the life of the world to come. And this is, this is, you know, this is Old Testament and it is symbolic. But what it is showing you is it's showing you things that seem opposite. Okay? Bears and cows. Usually, um, you know, if a, if a bear can get a hold of a cow, it's going to eat it. Okay? But bears and cows will hang out together. It's things that used to be, in, that are in our experience, contradictory, will become unified under God and will become fulfilled under God. There will be no more animosity. There will be no more contradiction. We are not, I mean, so we are not pro-children and anti-cobra, okay? What we are for is we are for that day when children and cobras can play together. And that's maybe a good thing to think about for your life tomorrow and in 2023 because a lot of times we are put in situations and the world is asking this too of Christianity. It's like, are you for us or are you against us? Or someone comes to you and they're in a conflict or you're in the midst of a conflict and it's like, whose side are you on? Are you on my side or are you on her side? The right way to be is to say, so we are not pro-child and anti-cobra. We are pro-children and cobras coming to the life of the world to come where they can play together. So I am on the side, I am on the side of the part of you that wants to come to the completion that God wants. I am not 
just on your side and against them. I am not against you. We are on the side of, when it comes to the world, when it comes to our own personal conflicts, when it comes to our own interactions, I am on the side of the part of you that is aiming at what it's supposed to be and what it will be in the life of the world to come. And I can see that and I can enjoy that and I can celebrate that and I can support that and I can see in you but I can also see in myself and in, and this is still kind of hypothetical, but I can see in all of us, right? We can see in each other parts of us that are not aimed at the life that is to come. But we are not against each other and we are not against the world and we are not against bears and leopards and lions and cobras. We are pro and we are for that which is in you, that the Holy Spirit has put in you, that is bringing you and me and the whole creation to its completion. That's actually what it means to die before you die. To recognize that the world and we ourselves are not yet what we are supposed to be, and yet we are all on a journey, and we have the promise laid out ahead of us, and that promise that is ahead of us in Christ that says, when you die, you won't die. That promise enlivens and makes more vivid and makes more meaningful even the struggles of today. Because we know these things, these things are these struggles and the crosses that we have to bear in 2023 are given to us. Even though we don't like them, even though they can break our hearts, they are given to us so that through them we will become more like him so that when he comes, we will be then filled with his glory. So as Paul says in our second reading for Col from Colossians, he says, in 2023, see to it that no one takes you captive and deceives you by trendy slogans and philosophy by empty promises, by silly human traditions. Instead, cling to Christ. Because this, it says, in him, in Christ, in the baby, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. That's what Christmas is about. Yes, happy birthday, baby Jesus. And also, in baby Jesus, the whole fullness of who God is dwells bodily. And you have been connected to that, Paul says. You have been filled in him, who, and you have been put under him, and you have been connected to him. And he says, having you have been buried with him in baptism. When you were baptized, and baptism usually goes, there's three, three putting-ons of, putting of the water for each day that, of Christ's death and resurrection. For Good Friday, for Holy Saturday, for Easter Sunday, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, because you were buried with him. He was in the ground three days, you were put into the water three times, and if you die before you die, then when you die, you won't die. And, and you and I, we, Paul says, you who were dead in your trespasses, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. 
And here's the best news. 2022 is over, and God has canceled the record of the debt. Canceled in Christ, canceled the record of the debt of our failings and our sins and our shortcomings that, that we racked up in 2022. This is what it says right here in the Bible. It says, God has made us alive together with Christ. He has forgiven us all our trespasses and he has canceled the record of the debt that stood against us. This he has set aside. It's gone, it's done, it's over with. It's no longer definitive. It no longer should exercise any, any of your mental or emotional anxiety. Hmm? He nailed it to the cross. It's dead, it's gone, and you're still alive. And if you have died before you die, then you won't die when you die. In Jesus' name.